Act One of a Woman is a Weathercock by Nathan Field. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Woman is a Weathercock. Act One, Scene One. Enter Scudmore, as in his chamber in a morning, half ready, reading a letter. Scudmore, legit. Whereas you write my fortune and my birth made above yours may be a real cause that i must leave you know thou worthiest man thou hast a soul whose plenteous wealth supplies all the lean wants blind chance hath dealt to thee yet could i think the gods from all their store who ne'er knew indigence into their will would out of all their stock of virtue left or out of all new graces they can make make such another peace as Scudmore is. Then might he justly fear. But otherwise, sooner the masculine element of fire shall flame his pyramids down to the earth. Sooner her mountains shall swell up to heaven, or softest April showers quench fires in hell. Sooner shall stars from this circumference drop like false fiery exhalation, than I be false to vows made unto thee in whom art near a fault i ne'er could see but that you doubted once my constancy yours through the world and to the end of time bellafront if what i feel i could express in words methinks i could speak joy enough to men to banish sadness from all love for ever oh thou that reconcileth the faults of all that frothy sex and in thy single self confinest nay hath engrossed Virtue enough to frame a spacious world of virtuous women. Hadst thou been the beginning of thy sex, I think the devil in the serpent's skin had wanted cunning to overcome thy goodness, and all had lived and died in innocency, the white original creation. Knocking within. Who's there? Come in. Enter Neville. What? Up already, Scudmore? ne'er a wench with thee not e'en thy laundress good morrow my dear neville what's this a letter sure it is not so a letter written to hieronimo by heaven you must excuse me come i know you will not wrong my friendship and your manners to tempt me so not for the world my friend farewell good morrow exiterus nay sir neither must you depart in anger from this friendly hand i swear i love you better than all men equally with all virtue in the world yet this would be a key to lead you to a prize of that importance worthy friend i leave you not in anger what do you mean nor am i of that inquisitive nature framed to thirst to know your private businesses why they concern not me if they be ill and dangerous twould grieve me much to know em if good they be so though i know em not nor would i do your love so gross a wrong to covet to participate affairs of that near touch which your assured love doth think not fit or dares not trust me with how sweetly does your friendship play with mine and with a simple subtlety steals my heart out of my bosom by the holiest love that ever made a story you're a man with all good so replete 
that I durst trust you even with this secret, were it singly mine. I do believe you. Farewell, worthy friend. Nay, look you. This same fashion does not please me. You would not want to make your visitation so short and careless. Tis your jealousy that makes you think so, for by my soul you have given me no distaste by keeping from me all things that might be burthenous and oppress me. In troth I am invited to a wedding, and the morn faster goes away from me than I go toward it, and so good morrow. Good morrow, sir. Think I durst show it you? Now, by my life, I do not desire it, sir, nor ever loved these prying, listening men that ask of others' states and passages. Not one among a hundred but proves false, envious, and slanderous, and will cut that throat he twines his arms about. I love that poet that gave us reading not to seek ourselves beyond ourselves. Farewell. You shall not go. I cannot now redeem the fault I have made to such a friend, but in disclosing all. Now, if you love me, do not wrong me so. I see you labour with some serious thing, and think, like fairy's treasure, to reveal it will cause it vanish, and yet to conceal it will burst your breast. "'Tis so delicious and so much greater than the continent. "'Oh! You have pierced my entrails with your words, "'and I must now explain all to your eyes. "'Read, and be happy in my happiness.' "'Yet think on't, keep thy secret and thy friend sure and entire. "'Oh, give not me the means to become false hereafter.' or thyself a probable reason to distrust thy friend, though he be ne'er so true. I will not see it. I die by heaven if you deny again. I starve for counsel. Take it, look upon it. If you do not, it is an equal plague as if it had been known and published. For God's sake, read. But with this caution, by this right hand, by this yet unstained sword, were you my father flowing in these waves, or a dear son exhausted out of them, should you betray this soul of all of my hopes, like the two brethren, though love made them stars, we must never more be seen both together. I read it fearless of the forfeiture, yet warn you, be as cautelous not to wound my integrity with doubting likelihoods from misreport, but first exquire the truth. Legit Neville, Scudmore Aliquando Respicience. Read, whilst I tell the story of my love, and sound the truth of her heroic spirit, whom eloquence could never flatter yet, nor the best tongue of praises reach unto. The maid there named I met once on a green, near to her father's house. Methought she showed, for I did look on her, indeed no eye that owed a sensible member, but must dwell a while on such an object, the passing horses, and the feeding kind stood still, and left their journeys and their food. The singing birds were in contention, which should light nearest to her, for her clear eyes to see defunt men, there were so like bright skies. Near, in a rivulet, swam two beauteous swans, whiter than anything but her neck and hands, which they left straight to comfort her. A bull, 
being baited on the green for the swain's sport, she walked towards it. The vexed savage beast ceased bellowing, the snarling dogs were mute, and had enough to do to look on her, whose face brought concord and an end to jars, though nature made him ever to have wars. Had there been bears and lions, when she spake they had been charmed too, for Grecian's lute was rustic music to her heavenly tongue, whose sweetness e'en cast slumbers on mine eyes, soft as content, yet would not let me sleep. Yours through the world and to the end of time, Bellafront. Which Bellafront? Rich Sir John Worldly's daughter. She is the food, the sleep, the air I live by. Oh, heaven! We speak like gods and do like dogs. What means my... This day, this Bellafront, the rich heir, is married unto Count Frederick, and that's the wedding I was going to. I prithee, do not mock me. Married? It is no matter to be played withal, but even as true as women all are false. Oh, that this stroke were thunder to my breast, for never thou hast spoke my heart in twain and with the sudden whirlwind of thy breath has ravished me out of a temperate soil and set me under the red burning zone for shame return thy blood into thy face knowest not how slight a thing a woman is yes and how serious too come i'll to the temple she shall not damn herself for want of counsel oh prithee run not thus into the streets Come, dress you better. So, ah, yes, thy clothes are, like thy mind, too much disordered. How strangely is this tide turned! For a world I would not but have called here as I went. Collect thy spirits. We will use all means to check this black fate flying toward thee. Come, if thou miscarriest, tis my day of doom. Yes, now I'm fine. Married. It may be so. But woman, look to it. If she prove untrue, the devil take you all that are his due. Exeunt. Scene two. And a Count Frederick, a tailor trussing him, attended by a page. Is Sir John worldly up, boy? No, my lord. Is my bride up yet? No. No, and the morn so fair. Interpendent. Good morrow, my thrice honoured and heroic lord. Boy, aside. Good morrow, your lord and master, you might say for brevity's sake. Thou'st a good tailor, and art very fine. I thank your lordship. Boy, aside. Aye, you may thank his lordship, indeed. For God, this doublet sets in print, my lord, and the o's excellent, the piccadell rare. He'll praise himself in trust with my lord's tailor for the next St. George's suit. Oh, good morrow, tailor. I abhor bills in a morning. Your honour says true. Their knavery will be discerned by daylight. But thou mayst watch at night with bill in hand, and no man dares find fault with it. A good jest, in faith. 
Good morrow to your lordship. A very good jest. Exit Taylor. I wonder my invited guests are so tardy. What's o'clock? Scarce seven, my lord. And what news, pendant? What thinks thou of my present marriage? How shows the beauty to thee I shall wed? Why, to all women like Diana among her nymphs. Boy, aside. There's all his reading. A beauty of that pureness and delight that none is worthy of her but my lord, my honourable lord. But then her fortune, matched with her beauty, makes her up a match. By heaven, unmatchable, for none fit but lords, and yet for no lord fit but my good lord. And that her sister then should love me too, is it not strange? Strange? No, not strange at all. By Cupid, there's no woman in the world but must needs love you. Don't go mad for you if you vouchsafe reflection tis a thing that does at home thus much reflection catches them up by dozens like wild fowl boy aside now ye shall taste the means by which he eats nature herself having made you fell sick in love with her own work and can no more make man so lovely being diseased with love you are the world's minion of a little man i'll say no more i would not be a woman for all has been got by them why man why art i should follow you like a young rank oar that runs proud of her love pluck you by the sleeve whoe'er were with you in the open street with the impudency of a drunken oyster wife put on my fighting waistcoat and the ruff that fears no tearing batter down the windows where i suspected you might lie all night scratch faces like a wild cat a picked hatch pendant thou'lt make me dote upon myself narcissus by this hand had far less cause how knowest thou that they were all one my lord how do i know i speak my conscience his beauties were but shadows to my lord why boy his presence would enkindle sin and longing thoughts in a devoted nun oh foot oh leg oh and oh body faith by jove it is a little man of wax thou art a rare rascal tis not for nothing that men call thee my commendations for nothing no he would be loath it should enter captain pouts good morrow and good welcome captain pouts good morning to your honour and all joys spring from this match and the first year a boy i commanded these two verses of purpose to salute your honour but how haps it captain that your intended marriage with my father-in-law third daughter is not solemnized to-day my lord tells you true captain it would have saved meat faith i know not mistress kate likes me not she says i speak as if i had a pudding in my mouth and i answered her if i had it was a white pudding and then i was the better arm for a woman for i had a case about me 
so one laughed and the other cried fie and the third said i was a bawdy captain and there was all i could get of them see boy if they be up yet maids are long liars i perceive how if they will not admit me my lord why should they not admit you my lord you cannot commit with them my lord marry therefore my lord exit boy but what should be the reason of her so sudden alteration she listened to thee once ha huh? are you not heard my lord or do you not know not i i swear then you know nothing that is worth the knowing that's certain he knows you there's a young merchant a latest suitor that deals by wholesale and heir to land well descended of worthy education beholding to nature oh tis young strange isn't he that looks like an italian tailor out of the laced wheel that wears a bucket on his head that is the man yet believe me captain it is a noble sprightly citizen has he money infinitely wealthy then captain thou art cast would i had gone to cleveland worldly loves money better than i love his daughter all to some company in garrison good-bye nay ye shall dedicate this day to me we speak but by the way man ne'er despair i can assure you she is yet as free as air you may kill the merchant with a look i threaten him to death my honoured lord shall be your friend go to i say shall you shall have his good word shall he my lord Sfoot, he shall have my bond to do him good la tis the worthiest lord in christendom o oh, captain for some fourscore brave spirits once to follow such a lord in some attempt a hundred sir were better enter old sir innocent ninny my lady ninny sir abraham and mistress backtail here's more guests is that man and wife it is sir innocent ninny that's his lady and that's sir abraham their only son count frederick discoursing with sir innocent and lady abraham looking about but did that little old dried neat's tongue that eel-skin get him so tis said captain methinks he and his lady should show like a needle in a bottle of hay one may see by her nose what pottage she loves is your name abraham pray who dwells in your mother's backside at the sign of the aquaviti bottle god's precious save you mistress wagtail pulls her by the sleeve sweet master pendant gentlemen i desire your better acquaintance you must pardon my father he's somewhat rude and my mother grossly brought up as you may perceive young master abraham cry ye mercy sir your lordship's poor friend and sir abraham ninny the dub a dub of honour piping hot doth lie upon my worship's shoulder-blade indeed my lord with much cost and labour we have got him knighted and be knighted under favour my lord let me tell ye he'll prove a sore knight as e'er run at ring he is the one and only ninny of our house he has cost us something ere he came to this hold up your head sir abram pish 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 do you hear how oh my lord 
<sighs> I had well hoped she could not have spoke. She's so fat. Long mayest thou wear thy knighthood and thy spurs, prick thee to honour on, and prick off curs. Sir Abraham thanks your honour, and I hope your lordship will consider the simplicity of parents. A couple of old fools, my lord, and I pray so take him. <laughs> <laughs> I must be fain to excuse you here. You'll be needs coming abroad with me. If I had no more wit than you now, we should be finally laughed at. By a lady, his worship says well. Wife will trouble him no longer. With your honour's leave, I'll in and see my old friend Sir John, your father that shall be. All in, too, and see if your bride needs no dressing. Exeunt Sir Innocent and Lady. Sfoot as much as a trite, I think. Haste them, I pray. Captain, what thinkest thou of such a woman in a long sea voyage, where there were a dearth of victuals? Venison, my lord, venison. If eh, my lord, such venison as a bear is. Hat, she looks like a black bombard with a pint pot waiting upon it. Exit, Mrs. Vactail. What countrymen were your ancestors, Sir Abraham? Countrymen? They were no countrymen. I scorn it. They were gentlemen all. My father is a ninny, and my mother was a hammer. You should be a knocker, then, by the mother's side. I pray, my lord, what is yon gentleman? He looks so like a Saracen that, as I am a Christian, I cannot endure him. Take heed what you say, sir. He's a soldier. If you cross him, he'll blow you up with gunpowder. In good faith, he looks as if he had had a hand in the treason. I'll take my leave. Nay, good Sir Abraham, you shall not leave us. My lord shall be your warrant. My lord shall be my warrant. Troth, I do not see that a lord's warrant is better than any other man's, unless it be to lay one by the heels. I shall stay here, and have my head broke, and then I have my men's in my own hands, and then my lord's warrant will help me to a plaster, that's all come come captain pray shake the hand of acquaintance with this gentleman he is in bodily fear of you sir i use not to bite any man indeed sir that would show you are no gentleman i would you would bid me be covered i am a knight i was knighted a purpose to come a-wooing to mistress lucida the middle sister sir john worldly's second daughter and she said she would have me if i could make her a lady and i can do it now here she comes Enter Sir John Birdley, Master Strange, Kate, and Lucida with the Villa Garland. My bride will never be ready, I think. Here are the other sisters. Look you, my lord, there's Lucida. Where's the Willow Garland for you? And we'll so go to church, I hear. And look you, Captain, that's the merchant. Now doth the pot of love boil in my bosom. Cupid doth blow the fire, and... I cannot rhyme to bosom, but I'll go reason with her. You'll make her jointure out of that five hundred, you say? That is your inheritance, Master Strange. Sir, I will. Kate, do you love him? Yes, faith, father, with all my heart. Take hands, kiss him. Her portion is four thousand. Good morrow, my son, Count. You stay long for your bride, but this is the day that sells her, and she must come forth like my daughter and your wife. 
I pray salute this gentleman as your brother. This morn shall make him so, and though his habit but speak him citizen, I know his worth to be gentle in all parts, Captain. Sir. Captain, I could have been contented well. You should have married Kate. Kate, aside. So could not Kate. You have an honorable title. A soldier is a very honorable title. A captain is a commander of soldiers. Uh, but look you, Captain, captains have no money. Therefore the worldlies must not match with captains. So, sir, so. There are brave wars. Where? Find them out, brave captain. Win honor and get money. By that time I'll get a daughter for my noble captain. Good, sir, good. Honor is honor, but it is no money. This is the tumbler, then, that must catch the coney. Aspicion Strange. Thou art an old fellow. Are you a merchant, sir? I shame not to say yes. Are you a soldier, sir? A soldier, sir? Oh, God. Ay, he is a captain. He may be so, and yet no soldier, sir. For as many are soldiers that are no captains, so many are captains that are no soldiers. Right, sir. And as many are citizens that are no cuckolds. So many cuckolds that are no citizens. What ail you, sir, with your robustious looks? I'd be glad to see for my money. I paid for my standing. You are the nobler captain, sir, for I know many that usurp that dame whose standing pay for them. You are a peddler. You are a pot-gun. Merchant, I wouldst thou had an iron tail like me. Why, captain, you are to blame. Nay, God's will, you are to blame indeed if my lord say so. My lord's an ass, and you are another. Sweet mistress Luce, let you and I withdraw. This is his humour. Send for the constable. Sirrah, I'll beat you with a pudding on the change. Thou darest as well kiss the wide-mouthed cannon at his discharging as perform as much as thou darest speak. For soldier, you shall know, some can use swords that wear em not for show. Why, Captain, though ye be a man of war, you cannot subdue affection. You have no alacrity in your eye, and you speak as if you were in a dream. You are of so melancholy and dull a disposition that on my conscience you would never get children. Nay, nor on my body neither. And what a sin were it in me, and a most pregnant sign of concuspicence, to marry a man that wants the metal of generation, since that is the blessing ordained for marriage, procreation the only end of it. Besides, if I could love you, I shall be here at home, and you in Cleveland abroad, I among the bold Britons, and you among the hotshots. No more puffing, Captain. Leave batteries with your breath. The short is this. This worthy count this morning makes my son, and with that happy marriage this proceeds. Worldly's my name. Worldly must be my deeds. I will pray for civil wars to cut thy throat without danger, merchant. I will turn pirate, but I'll be revenged on thee. Do, Captain, do. A halter will take up our quarrel then. Swoons, I'll be revenged upon ye all. The strange adventure thou art now to make in that small pinnace is more perilous than any hazard thou couldst undergo. Remember, a scorned soldier told thee so. 
exit captain pouts go walk the captain good sir abraham good faith sir i'd rather walk your horse i will not meddle with him i will not keep him company in his drink for a world but what good do you sir abraham on my daughter i could be in content my lucida would skip your wit and look upon your wealth and this one day let hymen crown ye all oh no she laughs at me and scorns my suit for she is wild and more hard withal than beast or bird or tree or stony wall ha god a mercy old hieronimo yet she might love me for my lovely eyes ay but perhaps your nose she doth despise yet might she love me for my dimpled chin ay but she sees your beard is very thin yet might she love me for my proper body ay but she thinks you are an errant noddy yet might she love me cause i am an heir ay but perhaps she doth not like your wear yet might she love me in despite of all ay but indeed i cannot love at all well loose respects sir abraham i charge you father my vow is past whilst the earl lives i ne'er will marry nor will pine for him it is not him i love now but my humour but since my sister he hath made his choice this wreath of willow that begirds my brows shall never cease to be my ornament till he be dead or i be married to him life my lord you had best marry em all three they'll never be content else i think so too these are impossibilities come sir abraham a little time will wear out this rash vow shall i but hope oh by no means i cannot endure these round breeches i am ready to swoon at them the hose are comely and then his left leg i never see it but i think on a plum-tree indeed there's reason there should be some difference in my legs for one cost me twenty pounds more than the other in troth both are not worth half the money i hold my life one of them was broke and caused so much the healing right hath your lordship said twas broke indeed at football in the university i know he is in love by his verse vain he cannot hold out aunt you shall hear well since i am disdained off garters blue which signify sir abram's love was true off cypress black for thou befits not me thou art not cypress of the cypress tree befitting lovers out green shoestrings out whither in pocket since my loose doth pout gush eyes thump hand swell heart buttons fly open thanks gentle doublet else my heart had broken now to thy father's country house at babram hide post there pine and dine poor poor sir abram oh doleful dump music plays nay you shall stay the wedding hark the music your bride is ready put spirit in your fingers louder still and the vast air with your enchantments fill exeunt omnes end of act one